Welcome to the CEO of My Special Needs Family podcast, hosted by me, Amy Mann, a podcast aimed at helping amazing, hardworking and dedicated parents of children with special needs become empowered to be their child's biggest and most successful advocate. As a mum of a child with special needs, a parent mentor and a successful advocate myself, this stuff is my passion and my life. Hey, I'm your host, Amy Mann, and this week in episode nine of the CEO of my special needs family podcast, I'm going to be talking about how to take back some of that really precious time, really by getting organized. I'm pretty much 100% sure that every parent of a child with special needs has bundles and bundles and bundles of paperwork for their child, and that that is actually probably an understatement. This is certainly my situation. I have genuinely more folders for Freddie than I do for my work, my other children and the household management combined. There is everything from doctors to specialists, research, therapy options, equipment and education, plus the dreaded DLA, that's the Disability Living Allowance here in the UK, and a ton of other things. It can just get on top of you, keeping everything filed and organised and easy to hand. It's not really always all that easy. The other big thing you have to manage, of course, is the numerous appointments for your child. A parent of a typically developing child will honestly, honestly not have a clue how stressful this is. But why should they really? You know, when my friends with neurotypical children realise even a portion of what we have to be responsible for, they are usually just so shocked. There is so much, and it includes keeping a record of all the doctors and personnel names, who's responsible for what, who is the decision maker, where they're located, the names and contact details of their secretaries, plus any colleagues and all the additional information that you have to keep hold of. Plus, many of these relationships are extremely challenging too. So getting your game plan together each time takes effort. Managing the appointments means working around regular family activities, childcare for siblings, holiday and sick leave to workarounds, and of course the cost complications as well. Having a child with needs requires you to find and make more time in your day, the impossible task. It requires you to be the ultimate multitasker and organiser. And not only are you managing life with everything from food shopping, feeding your family, parents' evenings, working in and out of the home, making sure everyone has clean clothes and the right kit for school, getting everyone to clubs and making sure you have some time for yourself, maybe getting to the hairdressers once in a while and doing fun things, but also paying the bills, managing daily life and your relationships, which can often come under a lot of strain when you are so tight for time. Your head is full to bursting with commitments, letters and emails you need to write, phone calls you need to make, research and preparation that has to be done before each meeting and making time to just be, just be with your family. Just be with your partner, just be with your friends, and to just be you. You can feel in a total spin all the time. Remember what it was like to be a child? I remember thinking, blimey, this is hard. And I just couldn't understand why my parents would tell me that this is the best time in my life and that I had no real worries. Make the most of it, they would say. And annoyingly, they couldn't have been more right. Even with teenage angst and finding my feet as a young professional after university, nothing is as challenging as having children, especially when your child or children have additional needs of any kind. You know, a favourite saying of mine is, it is what it is, 
because some things you simply can't con take control of. Like your child's disability, you can't control that. But you can take control in some areas to help smooth the path and give you some time back. And this is so precious and for parents like us, it can be really limited. So the first thing you need to do to get organised and take back some time is to commit to spending some time and spending that time planning. I know at first it might seem like a complete mountain to climb and you probably feel that you haven't got even a few hours to spare to get started. But you absolutely do have the time in there somewhere. And if you're going to have a little freedom each day, it's really vital you make the time. And that's not just physical freedom, that's mental freedom, which is really important. So first things first, if your paperwork is all in a jumble, just wait. Wait until the children are in bed or at school whatever scenario gives you space in the house. Put your favourite music on and make a list of all the different topics that you need to file the paperwork away into. So, like I mentioned earlier, I have areas like therapies. So that's physio, occupational therapists, sensory, all that kind of thing. And then I have specialists broken down into general doctors, cardiology, neurology, ophthalmology, <laughs> orthotics and audiology. So many more, the list goes on. I've also got sections for alternative therapy, research, the DLA, education and his EHCP. So, you know, like the individualised education plan, it's always called something slightly different in every country. Before you do anything else, though, make sure you have folders for each thing. So once you've made your list, you'll know how many roughly that you're going to need. So I have around five massive folders with individual sections, but actually you might find it easier to have each subject in its own individual file just to make it easy to pull it out quickly when you have to make a phone call or attend a meeting. And it's not so much to carry around. Sometimes colour coordinating the different areas like medical, education and research can help, especially if you're a stationary geek like me. I just love it all. It can be a good way to see what you need to glance. So all the blue files are medical and all the yellow files are educational. And you get the picture. If you're short on space in your home, and small folders for paperwork from say the last six months to a year could be good and then keep all of the back catalogue in say like a waterproof box um, or possibly a fireproof bag in your garage loft or under the bed and if you want some ideas about the kind of things that you might use if you have a look at the full, um, full blog with the show notes you'll see some links there for those items ones that I use so next turn your phone to silent Turn off any notifications for Facebook and WhatsApp or any of the social media that you like to look at so you can't get distracted. You need time to focus. We are often doing um, quite a lot of multitasking, but in my experience, when you try to multitask the really big, important things, it actually just takes longer. So get everything out on the floor or perhaps on your kitchen table, wherever you've got space. And if you don't really have any filing system at all, then you should start with making labelled piles for each subject. Just get it all organised into the right piles. You might actually have to put aside two to four hours to complete this task, but it will honestly be worth it. And once it's done, you'll always have specific places to file things. And you can get to the information quickly, so all of this saves you time in the long run. I promise you it does. From a day-to-day -day point of view, getting organised also takes a bit of commitment to putting aside preparation time. But once you have the process though, you only need a little time before each week starts, and only you will know what works for you, but I tend to take an hour or so each Sunday night to look at the week ahead. I check out what work commitments I've got, what everyone else in the family has going on, appointments, 
Do I need to order Freddie's medication? And do I have any deadlines of any kind? It's well worth doing it before Monday actually starts though, because honestly, once you wake up in the morning, the week is already in full flow. So just get prepared. Some top tips are to get the basics in place first. A family calendar that everyone in the house can see. If you're the only adult in the house and your children don't read, then you could potentially look at a visual and written calendar so that everyone can see at a glance what's happening in the week ahead. The visual calendar is actually really good for us because it helps keep Freddie's anxiety down and allows the other children to see at a glance what's going on. I'll put a link to the family calendars that I think are best in the blog's full show notes if you'd like some ideas. But the one that I currently use, uh, which is searchable on Amazon, is Mum's Family Calendar. There's also the Family Weekly Planner and the Busy Bee Pretty Family Calendar. That was a lot to get my teeth around. And the next thing is to get a really great portable diary that you can just keep in your bag. And I know it might seem like you're doubling up, but the way I work it is that the family calendar holds just the basic information that everyone needs, like major appointments, work commitments, um, half terms, summer holidays, kids parties, that sort of thing. But my diary holds all of that plus everything else. And it's everything that I have on my to-do list, all of my commitments. The diary I love best and that I'm currently using is the Busy Bee Family Diary. And again, there's a link in the full blog show notes if you want to see which one it is. I also have an overview wipeable planner where I can plan our meals out each week and I just stick this on the fridge. And this saves oodles of time because I will have pre-planned what we're eating, ordered it to be delivered, and that way nine times out of 10, I'm not always successful, but nine times out of 10, I won't have to make any additional trips to the supermarket or local shop. And that also is just such a time saver. So either in your diary, if it has space, so my Busy Bee Family Diary does have space, or in a daily notebook, keep a running to-do list. Now I promise this isn't meant to overwhelm you, but it's a way to just brain dump everything as it comes into your head so that you don't have to try to constantly remember it all. It also helps with pre-planning your week ahead. And I would also add any deadlines if you need to. That way you will know if it's an item on your to-do list that can wait or if it's time sensitive and possibly more urgent. If you think a lot when you're supposed to actually be going to sleep, I know this happens to lots of us, just take your book to bed each night so that you can jot things down and get your head clear for resting. If you prefer to use your phone for your running to-do list, then you could take a look at an app and some really good ones are Lists To Do, uh, Wonderlist or Cozy Family Organiser. And once you have your running list with dates, you can plan that into your weekly diary, just making sure that you give time for travel, preparation, planning your well-formed outcomes in advance of important meetings for your child, personal commitments, even booking in time to rest and time to exercise, and down to things like which day the towels need to be washed and by whom, ordering the food shopping or going to the supermarket, whatever it is. Always try to keep a couple of steps ahead on some days though to give you time if the unexpected happens. I usually pick no more than three things as my focus for that day. If they get done, great, I'll do more. If they don't, I'll reschedule. But don't get bogged down by guilt about how much you are or are not doing. You are only human. And there really are so many, only so many hours in the day. We all have days when we feel like we can win the fight. And then there are days when we just feel honestly totally exhausted and unable to carry on. However, with a planning strategy in place, the stress levels can be reduced. And another tip 
to add is to look at your list and see if there are any items which you can group together. So for example, set aside time to make all your phone calls in one go or a time when you just focus on the emails which have to go out or responding to. Perhaps you need to prepare your well-formed outcomes for multiple meetings. Could you set aside a day to complete them all for that week or the next couple of weeks? Grouping together really helps save time because you're not switching between task type. And with practice, you'll be well away. The other piece of advice I would always give, and it's one that can also take practice, but it's an important one, is to learn to say no. Saying no to certain things. Don't overcommit. Be realistic and don't give yourself a hard time. You are doing an amazing job. Truly, you are. Being the parent of a child with needs is no mean feat. Don't forget to delegate out what you can and are willing to to other members of the family or external sources. Just do whatever it takes to take back some time for you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. If you have enjoyed it um, and you haven't subscribed yet, then it would be lovely if you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And whichever platform you listen on, if you do enjoy it, it would be lovely if you would share your thoughts and give a review because I would just like to reach as many parents as possible and reviews mean that more people get to see it and that we can help to build our community of empowered parents of kiddos with additional needs. Thanks so much and I will catch up with you next week. Bye. You have been listening to the CEO of my special needs family podcast with your host, Amy Mann. I always love to hear from anyone in our community. So please send me an email to amymannmentoring at gmail.com or visit my website, amymannmentoring.com or you can find me over on Facebook, Amy Mann Mentoring for Special Needs, uh, on Twitter with the handle at amymannmentor and sometimes you can find me on Instagram, velvet underscore bulldozer. You should also definitely, if you haven't already, join my Facebook group, which is the CEO of my special needs family. And if you have any comments, questions, or would like to join me on a podcast, I'd love to hear from you. It would be so great if you wouldn't mind sharing this podcast with as many parents as you think would be interested to really help build our community. And also, if you could have time to leave a quick review to help others see it in the podcast listings. Until next time, take care.